the tradition of coming together to celebrate, you know, being black, being queer um, in America and just, you know, that time to just really be around people that look like you and understand you and, you know, have the same kind of energy as you. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. Kenya Hutton is the deputy director of the Center for Black Equity, which works to achieve equality and social justice for black LGBTQ plus communities through economic equity, health equity, and social equity. DC Black Pride started in 1991 and then in the late 90s became the International Federation of Black Prides. And now what does the center do and how has the mission continued to evolve? Sure. So the center still has its you know, a strong focus in um, making sure that Black Prides around the country, around the world now, are successful in reaching its, its customers and moving forward with the message. But in addition to that, um, the Center for Black Equity has three pillars, um, health equity, social equity, and economic equity. Um, and what those things are is we really just want to make sure that we are creating equitable services for black and brown folks around the, around the, around the globe at this point. Um, making sure that, you know, we're able to advocate, fight, um, lobby, provide technical assistance, do whatever we can to make sure that everyone, wherever you are, um, you are receiving equitable services. You are, you are on the same level as everyone else when it comes to um, the ability to make money, housing, and, and receiving social justice. What should people know about DC Black Pride versus Capital Pride or versus just the overall pride movement that we're seeing? Sure. So um, we do work with Capital Pride. We work with all the other prides, right? So it's not that we stand alone and aren't working with everybody. Um, this, is, this is just an opportunity for us to have our own space, right? So, so that's what DC Black Pride is. DC Black Pride is just an opportunity for, you know, the Black community to really have its own space in being able to come together and so forth. You know, one of the things is that, you know, in other prides, it's usually really catered to, like, that demographic. Like, for example, Trans Pride is a Pacific Islander pride, etc. Um, and there was a there's still a need for representation in the larger pride movement. So that's why we still have these smaller prides. So DC Black Pride is just making sure that we are continuing to have a space um, for Black and Brown folk to be able to come and 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 network. And um, Mayor Bowser has actually um, called um, released a proclamation uh, proclaiming um, on May um, International Black Pride Month. So that's because that's when all, all, a lot of the Black Prides really start is in May. So um, that's kind of where we are right now. You have events going on in May. You had your showcase, but also all the way like through September, right? Yes, yes. So because of the pandemic, you know, last year we shut down Pride, unfortunately. We had to just shut it down, couldn't do anything. We didn't know what was going to happen. But what we did was we realized that we didn't want to not provide a 
Pride space again this year. So what we do in February um, for during um, Black History Month, we launched um, 12 Months of Black Pride which is pretty much going to be every month we're doing something under the Black Pride umbrella. June 11th is actually we're going to have our first full-scale event, which is in partnership with Vita Fitness. We're going to be having a pool party. It's going to, we're going to do it as a fundraiser. In July... Hang on one second. How excited are you to have your first Black Pride event <laughs> with people at a place at the same time on purpose on June 11th? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Everyone was just, like, going crazy. Everyone's excited. Um... Because, you know, usually we bring in 30,000, 40,000 people a year into D.C., right? And so last year we had nothing. This year we're going to have a small amount of people coming into D.C., but it's going to be a first time we could actually host an event for the community. So it's super, super, super exciting. Super pumped. That's awesome. And then throughout July, you're saying in August, yes. September, there's more events coming? Yes. So right now, so what we, or the other thing we're doing is we're trying to be very um, – conservative with how we're planning events, right? We don't want to plan events all the way out because we don't know what may happen. So what we're doing is we're planning like two or three months in advance. It's a, But it's great though, after the last year of everyone being virtual, it's so great to hear about things that are coming back and coming together. Yeah. So why, it, why, why is May Black Pride Month versus it being in June? Was that by design to have something that was at a different time to draw attention or why not just put it all in June? Um, because we want to continue the history. That's when it started. That's when it was long before my time of being here in D.C., long before most of us was here. It was happening in May. So we wanted to actually, you know, um, honor those that put laid the foundation before us. They laid the foundation down to have it Memorial Weekend. And we, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense for us to come in and try to change it. Um, if it's Memorial Weekend, it's been it's been there for 30, 31 years. Um, so we just, you know, we just kept it in May. Why do you think or for, for people who are, I don't know how to appropriately ask this because like it involves <laughs> lesbians and straight people and everything too. But like for, for people who aren't in a specific sector of the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. um, we had this dialogue about there only being 15 lesbian bars left in the country. And some straight mm -hmm. people that I talked to were like, well, why do you need a lesbian bar? Like everyone's accepted is, is what I guess their original thought is. Mm -hmm. So how would you describe the need for having lesbian bars? Black Pride, different sectors of a, 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 a rainbow, a, a, a larger <laughs> umbrella of, of celebration. And why is it important to have those distinct moments and distinct pieces? Right. No. Um, and, you know, we, we're experiencing that with black gay clubs and black gay bars as well. Um, they're closing down. And why it's important is because representation matters. And we know that sometimes, you know, you want to be around people that look like you. Not that saying anyone is not allowed to come, right? Anybody can go to any kind of bar you want. Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, lesbian folk may want to go to a lesbian bar to be with other lesbians. And if you think about it, like it's, it's, it's not just about the acceptance piece, but it's also about a culture and an energy, right? Um, this music that is like, you would you would only hear in certain spaces, and if you want to hear those music, kind of that kind of music, you know, you have to go to those kind of spaces, right? So it's always important for representation. Um, you know, what we don't want to do is just clump everybody under the umbrella and be like, oh, we're accepted. Everyone can just like go into one room and have a good time. That's great. But at times we do want to have, you know, our own spaces, right? Where we can all go and feel comfortable and see what we want to see and hear what we want to hear and rub elbows with certain kinds of people. That's why it's important. I mean, you know, you, you have you have that in the heterosexual world, right? They have all kinds of bars and spaces. So we want to have all kinds of bars and spaces because we're not 
all one 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 kind of people, right? We, we you know uh, we we all are a little bit different in our own way. So we want to make sure we have spaces so everyone can feel you know welcomed um, in wherever they wherever they fall on the spectrum. A lesbian friend of mine explained it to me. She was like, "Imagine you were with all of your friends at a at a bar talking about baseball." And then someone just want to start talking about football. And that's not what we're there for. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not there for that. Right. So you want to go to space where we are. Everyone is talking about baseball. Kenya, how do you think people should be supportive or involved and to what degree in Black Pride? As like a white gay guy, what's my place? Yeah. You know, do you want do you want other people showing up to be like, we're here. You're awesome. Like, yay! I'm, I'm, I'm supportive. Or are you just kind of like, you know what? Just give us our thing and let us deal. What, what's, what's appropriate? You know, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of thoughts on that, and that's been a topic of conversation, especially here in the district. My personal belief is I'm okay with anybody as long as you come in a space um, and not trying to take over a space. But if you come in kind of space in a supportive, you know, you want to support and, and celebrate with folks. I have, I personally have no problem with that. Um, we are, our, our pride, you know, everybody comes to our pride, you know, white, trans, lesbian, everybody comes to, you know, DC Black Pride. And we want to continue that. You want to support, you want to come help out. Sure, you know, you might bring a talent that we might need and we can help move them, move, move them. Because it's, it's, it's not about me and not about my personal feelings, it's about the movement. So mm -hmm. I'm always open to any kind of support, any kind of help um, folks can give. I'm always telling folks volunteer and donate are the two biggest ways. You know, when we have Black Pride Week and we have over a hundred volunteers. So volunteerism is very important. Um, donating if you can. So we could, you know, most of our events are free of charge. It's free to the community, but it costs us money. So donations help us you know, pull that forward. But yeah, no, any if you want to come and support, I'm always open to anyone wanting to come and support. It's, it's, we're, all, we're all a community at the end of the day. We're villages under the big community, right? And I'm not making you like the official spokesperson of all things Black Pride, but I, just, I, I, I always wondered that, especially in a city like D.C., there are so many different things and different celebrations for different groups. And like, I kind of want to get involved, but also I don't want to, you know, show up and everyone and like record scratch and people be like, that's not what this, no, 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 come tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. For us, everyone is welcome. Our pride is a true community pride. You know, we have, you know, white gay folks come to our pride all the time and help support. Uh, we have some that come and volunteer every year um, and come and help us, you know, just, just help, you know, help. Help, help doesn't look a certain way, right? If you want to come to help, come and help. As long as you understand what the space is about and what we're here for, come on, help out. I'll be looking out for you next year. With so many things and so many um, challenges and moments and so much momentum, but also so much still to be done in the Black community, where does Black pride fit into the larger just movement for Black mm. people in America today? Yeah, um, I think it's important, you know, um, if, if being a black queer person, you know, we are at the intersection of, you know, the black experience and the queer experience. Right. Um, so I think, you know, and, and a lot of times this came up a lot, especially last year, is that in the general Black Lives Matter movement, we didn't really see black queer representation. And especially during that time, there were attacks happening on black trans women and black queer folk that wasn't really being spoken about. So it's important for us of the black pride and the black queer movement to make sure that we are present in all of it because not only are we, are we queer or gay, but we are also black. So we, 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 we like I said, we, we have to, we advocate for multiple things as a community. So that's our space, all right? That's our space to make sure that people aren't looking at 
the blanket movement and thinking, oh, that's all it is. We are a very diverse community. All of us are very diverse in our communities. And it's just important that as we're advocating for rights and for justice, that we're advocating for all components of our community, including the queer community as well. Kenya Hutton of the Center for Black Equity and DC Black Pride. Thank you so much. Visit us at dcblackpride.org or centerforblackequity.org. That's where you can find all the information about not just DC Black Pride, but all the Black Prides around the world. We grew from one, now we're at 53 Black Prides worldwide. So check us out.